Upgrading your bathroom? The Home Depot can help you upgrade that upgrade at the Winter Kitchen and Bath event. Right now, add the finishing touch with an exclusive Kohler Katoon faucet for just 89 bucks. It's available in a stylish brushed nickel finish, and you'll only find it at the Home Depot, Kohler's number one retailer. So upgrade your bathroom and let the savings flow. The Winter Kitchen and Bath event at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Vow through March 24th, while supplies last. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. And now, here is your host, the lovely, delightful, insightful, and all-around great gal, Ms. Barbara DeLong. And if that doesn't stroke the ego, I don't know what will. My thanks to Ken Quiethawk for doing that amazing intro for me. He is uh, a phenomenal man, and he and his wife are Native Storytellers. You can find them at nativestorytellers.com. Please check it out. It's a tradition and it's an art that is fading from memory for a lot of people and it's something we should be reminded of constantly. I am so excited tonight. I have as my guest a friend. Solaris Blue Raven is joining me tonight and she is probably one of the most talented ladies um, I've ever met. She is full of wisdom to overflow she is an author, she is a guest host, she, she is a host, she has two of her own radio shows. She's talented beyond belief. She's written some of the best books I've ever written. My most favorite, the one that if you read nothing else of a spiritual nature ever, ever, ever you have to read, is Transmutation Through Ascension, Soul of the Sun. It's an amazing book. It's, it's not a hard read, it's not a long read, but it will awaken you to a lot of the potential you carry within. It's amazing. I've stolen it. I've used her material, and I can't tell you how many workshops, and it always brings awareness to anybody who touches it. 
Um, another book she's written is One Million Miles Till Midnight, Between the Mirror and the Lens, another great book. I've, I've stolen some of that, too, actually. And then, to prove that she is an amazingly talented, gifted person who has a broad range of perspective and talent and gifts, <clears throat> the third book I want to plug and suggest that everybody get, because it's phenomenal, is Mr. Sun and the Halloween Ball. Don't laugh. It teaches you an awful lot. And it is done beautifully and magically. It's a children's book, but it's for adults, too. So I want to welcome Solaris to the show. Welcome to the show, Solaris. Is Can it you? Yeah, this is Yes, better. it's me. You know. <laughs> I hope it stays this way. My goodness. Okay. Hey, listen, Blog Talk Radio and Skype and everything. You know, the weather, the, weather, the weather patterns across this country are strange, and there's so much going on, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. so, so I, I want to talk some about the energy that's going on all over the place. It just, it's, it's almost like some people are, are suddenly getting zapped and other people aren't, and it, it seems to be going back and forth, and, and people are, you know, feeling disoriented, and then they're not, and then people are, you know, having aha moments and then other people aren't and it's 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 almost like people are getting it and not getting it at the same time does that make any sense Mm -hmm. right i think that a lot of it is as people are already spiritually evolving on a higher level of consciousness but what you're running into this is just my own opinion and assessment is we have so much weaponization of technology right now with the 5g and some other technological feeds that are happening that it's running interference on their electromagnetic fields and even if they're not consciously aware I think it has a lot to do with the way they behave here on the timeline. So that's my impression mm-hmm. as far as why people are getting it. And also if they feel spiritual one day, maybe they don't feel so spiritual another day, they feel like they're gunked up or maybe that something's going on and it's not explainable through consciousness. It's more about technological atmospheric. So that's what I see. And I'm seeing a lot of it. And I have a lot of people that have been complaining about not feeling as good with technology and, and certain dirty electricity and devices and, and things like that. So that's part of it. Oh, yeah. My opinion. Well, I, I keep, I have a lot of people coming to me and and saying, okay, um, I'm supposed to touch into the spirit within me. How do I identify that spirit? How do I know when I'm connected to that spirit? How do I it, – it's, it's, a, it's a sense of we keep telling them to go within, but we don't tell them how to go. Now, your book does. Your book does tell them how to go within. But since not everybody has a book in their hands right now and – and if I have anything to say about it, they will at some point in time. Um, <laughs> and I don't get a kickback. I just think it's a fabulous book. Um, oh, thank so, you. So how do we give them a tool to, to, to reach inside, to, to connect to that seed of the divine that they carry within them? Mm-hmm. Right. I think a lot of it has to do with spiritual house cleaning, as, as we kind of touch on. I, I believe I do touch on it, too, in that particular book. But it is about spiritual hygiene, period. It's, it's body, mind, and spirit. It's learning to uh, assess oneself, also shadow one's behavior, to see what's going on in your everyday life. What's, what's contaminating your environment? Is it atmospheric? Is it a bad relationship? Is it your workplace? Is it the TV? Is it whatever it is? You know, look and assess your environment, first of all. See how much toxicity is bombarding you. That's one thing, because if you're constantly bombarded, it's going to be a lot more difficult to be able to access the divinity within. Even though you're a divine, beautiful, celestial being, it's very hard when you're constantly being saturated with negative, negative vibes, negative entity, you know, attachments and such. 
So that's one thing to look at. But what, what the way to the keys to the multiverse, like we say, they're within, is through your higher self over soul superconscious. It's with diving in and going into that next level and onto that next level. And a lot has to do with meditation and affirmation, uh, spiritual thought process, and so far as affirmations in the morning, affirmations at night. I mean, all of these things can be compiled into the body to keep everybody in, in alignment with their multiversal ascent of mastery. And also, excuse me, also asking, asking the higher self to connect, asking the higher self to descend down through your, through your crown chakra and integrate into your body, asking and giving yourself permission to access that, that, that lovely divine spark. And I believe that that is one of the keys and codes for people as far as going to the next level of their spirituality. Well, also, isn't there that, that element that in dream state and, and, you know, in, in that, 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 place just before we become conscious we get hints we get inspirations we get thoughts that come from our higher consciousness mm-hmm. to help us but you have to write mm-hmm. them down you have to record them you have right. to be aware of them and and once you you start it, it's sort of like if you it's like tinkerbell if you believe it is it is right it, it, it yeah, really is a little reality <laughs> Yeah, it is that simple. It's a very simple equation, and it's given to you according to your beliefs. No doubt about it, and I totally agree. Yeah, you keep a logbook or a dream journal and pay attention to the impressions you're receiving from day to day, but also your dialogue with the higher self and the oversoul and the superconscious, which, of course, is, is part of your psychic radar and gnosis. And I believe everybody has it. It's just a matter of paying attention and fine-tuning it. Oh, yeah, and I think one of the things I'm having the hardest trouble with people, um, <clears throat> not trouble, but but helping them understand they're here to evolve themselves they're not here to Mm -hmm. evolve others they're here to it's it's their own personal journey and it 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 doesn't mirror anybody else's it is unique unto them and correct the the other part that that really seems to have you know people stumble over which i i don't understand it because before we came in we asked to be given circumstances that would help us to grow and when we are confronted with issues, with difficulties, with dilemmas, we we get we lose our mind and we blame and we blame other people instead of recognizing as it as, oh, here's one of my lessons. I asked for this. How can I get mm-hmm. through this? What's the point here? You know, I'm supposed to grow somehow and and not blame other people because something is going wrong, but to understand that this is a, a challenge to our creativity to help us become a better spirit. And mm-hmm. people Absolutely. are, so, are they're so into blaming someone else for their difficulties. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're projecting it on it, everybody else. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it is the law yeah. of attraction. You're attracting it to you because you asked for it. And so so don't don't blame someone. Just sit back and, I mean, to you know, at this point in time when when a difficulty arises, I always look at them like, okay, this is a challenge. This is exciting. I asked for this, so I must need it somehow. I can't imagine why, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. But it's always something that if you if you face it as a wonderful gift and a challenge, you get through it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You have a positive attitude about the whole situation and environment. There's no doubt about that. And the more you polarize with it, the worse it becomes. As we all know, it's like Velcro. It just, can, it just sticks to you energetically speaking. So, yeah, uh, navigating through consciousness, and I believe it's really about us mastering consciousness is one of the reasons we're here, is to, is to navigate master levels of divinity, levels of consciousness, uh-huh. and learn how to maintain that consciousness in order to keep evolving and ascending to, to our galactic neighborhoods, in my opinion. But, yeah, there is a lot of that spiking up going on insofar as uh, people and, and personality clashes and also projecting blame on everybody else and 
And that's social engineering. A lot of that is, is, a, is, a, is a line of social engineering that's connected in to their behavior. And, and once again, it's, it, you know, there's no place for that when you're doing the spiritual work. It has to be negated. No. And, and, you know, we really are pre-programmed to not reach beyond, you know, teachers, mm-hmm. parents, society. Um, it, it teaches us, you know, you have a role or you have a direction, and that's where you go and that's how you go. And that's it. And and mm-hmm. it's not it's not follow your bliss. It's not follow your dreams. It's not follow your the the things that give you joy. It's it's you know you have to understand that these are things you have to do. You have to graduate from school, get a job, get married, have children, and die. Well, there's more mm-hmm. to life right. than that. It's a program. And, yeah, and, uh, totally. I agree. Yeah, it's like right angles. It, it's just like it's just a right angle everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing wrong. Well, now I, you know, at this point in time, I'm doing just just everything I enjoy. But mm-hmm. but you know, there was a point in time where I was programmed. I went to college. I got married. I taught school. And it wasn't until I had a car accident and was set free from that that I was able to figure out what it was that gave me joy, and that's what I do. And that's what keeps you healthy and balanced and happy and joyful. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah, at least. Without spirit, without that foundation, there really isn't a whole lot. And, and that foundation is love. It's all about love. It's based on love through higher consciousness. So, yeah, I agree with you on that one. I do. No, and it's it's amazing when you – and, you know, there there have been times when saying you did spiritual work would, would have you burned at the stake. Um, mm-hmm. And when I started teaching, if they knew, you know, the field that I was interested in, I would have been fired. But – Today, it's, it's so much more acceptable, and it's, it's amazing. I had a, a guy on the show, uh, his name is Craig Sim Webb. I don't know if you know him or not. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a musician, and he's done a study of musicians and actors and, and, and movie makers who have gotten their inspiration from spirit through dreams. And mm-hmm. he, he, his book is full of you know, the biggest names you could possibly imagine from Handel and, and Mozart to John Lennon and um, the guy who did um, um, Avatar. All, of, all mm-hmm. of them got inspiration through dreams, and we're not shy about saying it. Now, that's the, that's the higher spirit. That's the, the master spirit within you giving you suggestions as to something that would be successful for you, something that would help you to expand your reality and something that would enrich you just just as far as joy, maybe even money. Um, with John mm-hmm. Lennon, it certainly didn't hurt any. But, right. but it's, it's yeah, you know, we all, yeah, yeah. We, we all get this, okay. this stuff in dreams and we get it in, in flashes of inspiration. And if we pay attention to those little hints that, that, that hit us, we we get such a richer, more vibrant life. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, they're playing with the stream of higher consciousness. Is what you're describing to me, anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. But but you mm-hmm. know beyond that, you know, you talked about a galactic community. I, I we're getting closer and closer to actually becoming a part of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, big time. And I think that's what the thing is where you're seeing that the breakaways as far as collectives go. Are people making it to the next level, the next wave of consciousness, the next dimensional field? And, and a lot of us who have already done the work are already navigating there on multidimensional space or in multidimensional space. But then you have this other group of people and nothing against anybody, but it's literally they're not stepping up, they're not grasping it, and they're not going to the next dimensional field. 
and that seems to be a bit of a problem. So I do see some kind of a split down the road. But yeah, you're right. We're almost there. We're almost there. I truly believe well, that. I, I, mean, it, I mean, living off the uh, planet. Yeah. Well, and not only that, but <clears throat> I I do believe that 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 so much has already happened that the general public isn't aware of that mm-hmm. that would that would that would you know shock a lot of people and and it's it's sort of like are those doors ever going to be opened are they ever going to share with 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 everybody all of the magic they've already found i yes reverse engineering and stuff like that but but medical stuff and and cosmic stuff and even space travel I mean, there's so mm-hmm. we've gone so much further than the general public knows. It's it's um, it's befuddling to me why they haven't shared it with us yet. Yeah, to me, it's all about control manipulation. As we, we've touched on that before, but it is. And in my opinion, uh, I think I don't think they're ever going to reveal anything to anybody because it's too much. Uh, of control that they lose insofar as just giving it away. But one thing we, we can agree on is that the multiverse and the universe and all forms of designs is free energy. It's freedom of thought, freedom of consciousness, exploration, advancement, evolution, and they don't have a right to interfere or slow down anybody's evolution and consciousness. So eventually the frequency goes beyond all that and bleeds through to where it belongs, which is from the stars. And, and we know this, but I, I can tell you they're making it very challenging and very difficult for people here on this illusion of a world to, to progress, <laughs> you know, and I think it is, we, we entered onto this timeline with the goods. And so far as I, I always had the gnosis. I don't know about you. I've always had an ascended master kind of consciousness with no arrogance. I say that I just always knew, and I'm glad I, it's a great gift to have. So that's something I can at least say, but for those who don't and come in here completely dark, oh my goodness, it's rough. I'm sure. It's, it's a long ride. It really is. Yeah. But that, and mm-hmm. I don't know when, when, um, the light bulb went on inside of me, and I'm not sure what how many watts it is, but but definitely it went it went on, and it was like, oh my goodness, there's so much mm-hmm. more, and and exactly. it's, it's like, you know, you, you talk to people and you say, you come on, this is just a level. There's so many, so many more levels. I mean, even mm-hmm. look at look at the uh, the top material. I mean, yes. That's that's phenomenal. Mhm. And and multidimensional for sure. Yeah. I think that that it's 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 through that material that I began to really start to understand that that this the spirit is really just energy. There's no form, there's no real it, it it's 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 energy. It has it has thought and it has um, it, it has wisdom, but no way to manifest anything until it's in physical form. Mm-hmm. So right. that's why that's why it comes into physical form in this dimension and others. I think I, I I think I truly believe that that spirits you know that are on the planet now have been in other forms on other planets and other dimensions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Even us. And, oh sure. Yeah, we've lived in other worlds, other universes, other star systems, other species for sure. And I think that's what it is. It's like um, you know, once you have a realization of the expansion of what we really are, and we're we're really just a small little fractal of the big multiverse, but still an extension of such a vastness that, that there's no going back. You just keep moving and evolving and ascending, and it's it's a nice journey. Once you run, once you take the ride to the higher frequency band, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at you look at mov- movies like. Um, 
intergalactic and like the matrix and <clears throat> you go, yeah, well, of course, you know, mm-hmm. why, why doesn't everybody yep. understand this? And, and, you know, I kind of, I look at it all and I think it's just, okay. So, so, so they have been seeding our consciousness by our entertainment venues for generations. Mm-hmm. So, so if this is on the screen, if this is, you know, it only takes 45 seconds to put the viewer into alpha. So, so that mm-hmm. once they're in alpha, you're imprinting their consciousness with, with the possibility of something else, which is the coolest right. thing ever. I mean, provided you're yeah. imprinting it with, with something appropriate. Well, Exactly. Yeah, it's mind control. But yeah, you have to pick and choose your poison, as they say. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Well, well, I think most people. I think what I've been seeing of late are people really coming to the point where I'm not. I'm not having people coming to me with a help me, help me. I'm coming. They're coming here with. Can you show me where my tools are so I can do this better myself? Yes. So, so there, I get that too. There, yep. there has been that huge shift in you know i know there's something else what are the tools that i can use what are the tools that you know i can i can open myself up with and you know you have to explain that it's not a can opener and things aren't going to come out you know just pour out of you but they open the possibility so that you can take that step within yourself and it's mm-hmm. a magical journey it really is it's it's just a phenomenal joyful experience but it's a matter of taking taking the time to give the time to put the work into it whether it's meditation whether it's affirmation whether it's um whatever you know just just taking classes and reading books just gives you wisdom and that's dry unless you put it into practice and live it mm-hmm. exactly you can watch forever that's the thing about the internet it's kind of like a you know, the YouTube channel, everybody can learn from YouTube, yes, to some degree, but you left, you literally have to get out there and do it yourself and, and actually put the energy in motion physically, just like a martial arts or anything else. So I think people are starting to grasp that. I do, but there are a lot of people who are still trying to figure that out. And, of course, you're right. It, it's not just like a quick fix. Once, and plus, there's baggage. So once they start opening up, they've got to decode everything. They've got to do a cellular release. They've got to start clearing out the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, the subtle energy field, the astral body. Otherwise, they're going to, you know, there's so many levels to the psyche to be purified. So there are a lot of different things that they need to work on. And I know they have, you know, once, once you start that groove and you change your lifestyle, it, it changes everything around you. Your whole environment conforms to the reality because it's the reality of consciousness. Oh, absolutely. And it's so, I, I find it, it's, it's so exciting. And yet, you know, you kind of, you kind of want to um, <clears throat> compare notes with somebody, but everybody does it differently. So there's no way to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so it's right. a matter of have you have you tried this? Have you tried that? You know, and and um, you know, I, I find that some people have been very creative in in how they do their stuff, but but they get somewhere they're supposed to go. So that's the important thing. But but it's also mm-hmm. and you you made a you made a really really good point there. It's it's getting rid of the garbage, getting rid of your baggage, and and unpacking the trunks, and and at the very least, just have a an overnight bag. Um, that's right. There's stuff. There's so much that, yeah, I mean, there's so much that we that we have stowed away inside of us that that needs to be flushed out. You know, you can't carry mm-hmm. grudges, and you can't carry um, angry thoughts, and you can't. I mean, there's so many things in our lives that that we kind of swallow and put to the side because there's just no way for us to deal with them at the time, and. Mm-hmm. 
you, you know, you have to go back and, and sort of revisit some of this and then let it go and flush it out and open the windows and let it let it go. I know that when my mother died, my sister, who has studied shamanism for more of her life than she, you know, has done other things, and she said, you know, we're going to have to do a clearing ceremony here, and she spread her mesa out, and she said, <clears throat> we're going to do a forgiveness ceremony. And I said, okay, that sounds good. And she said, I'm going to forgive you something, and then I'm going to pass the stone to you, and you forgive me something, and we'll go we'll go until we're done. And like four hours later, I mean, she started out with, <laughs> I forgive you for cutting my pigtail off when I was four. And I looked at her, I said, you're going back that far. And, and she said, yes. <laughs> and 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 you know, hours and hours later, I, I, I said to her, I forgive you for making this go on as long as it has to. As it has to. And I gave the stone <laughs> back to her, and she said, I guess we're done. I said, yeah. <laughs> but I have to tell you, we, we've been friends ever since. Yeah, that's really, really um, cute. I like that. That's a nice way to do a ceremony. People should do that. Families should do that instead of iPhones. Pass the rock around. Yeah, it's just, it was, it, you know, they were her... Sand, um, not sandstone, but soapstones, and they mm-hmm. yeah. were for her mesa, and um, it's the only time she's let me touch them, um, and and so it's it was, you know, at the time it seemed silly, but it worked, and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you have to go through something like that 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 you, you feel a little foolish at, but. You know, okay, I'll participate if this is going to make things better. I don't care. I'll I'll feel a little foolish. And yeah, I I ran out of things to forgive her for before she ran out of things to forgive me for. Mm-hmm. I must have been a horrible yeah. sister. No, that's funny. But, but it's interesting but, what people store in their psyches. Yeah, and you never you never know where somebody is going to hold that grudge. You know, say you mm-hmm. know well. Pff, you did this, or you said this, or you didn't do this, and and it's it, you just don't know know what some people are going to to hold on to and and not process, and it's a matter right. of learning how to process and and say okay, this happened and there has to be a reason and I mean I I I will say that in the last gosh ten years, you know somebody screwed with me on my website and literally stole it and oh, when I got it when I got it back someone said well you're going to tell everybody about this and I said no and they said why and I said because the universe will take care of it mm-hmm. and I don't I don't want to carry this kind of anger I just I just won't and mm-hmm. um, it took a number of years but the universe absolutely balanced it all out so you know mm-hmm. there there is that universal balance out there. It is mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we get we get in the way thinking that we're going to get even, and all we do is pile on more stuff we have to process. Mhm. Right. So yeah, I'm still waiting for the universal wave to hit the people that did the induction to me, but I know that's going to happen. And I did the same thing. You know, I put the truth out there. I put my books out there, and then I left it. I just walked away. I had no other choice really. And, and recycle yeah. it to, to source, to the polite universe. And I'm expecting at some point in the continuum there to be accountability. I don't know what dimensional field that's going to be in. I don't know what wave that's going to be for these people, but I do feel like that's going to happen. And that was, I took my personal energy out of it, you know. Um, but it is hard to do. It's not easy. 
really oh, yeah, we're not talking. We're not. Ta- yeah, we're not talking. You stole my 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 parking space. We're talking. Oh, no. You know, you you, you really. Um, you really impacted me in a horrible way on the physical, mental, and spiritual level. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. and on purpose, it was I, malicious intent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, there's a lot of viciousness out there, and that's part of it, too. And, and one thing was interesting, you're mentioning um, the forgiveness thing. I agree with that, forgiving yourself and also processing. But also, you were talking about holding grudges, and I agree. It's, it's kind of like they didn't need to do the work themselves. So if they were upset about something maybe you did to them when, you were, when they were a child, they should really go within themselves and forgive and let go of that before they, they dump it back onto you for a mutual forgiveness session. That's just my own point. But that's the way I see it. You know, it's kind of like do the spiritual work and you won't need to feel like you have to do that kind of a thing where you have to bring them in to say, you know, you really hurt me. And it's, it's like, you know, they don't need to do that. Just talk to the multiverse. Talk to source. Talk to your higher self. Um, let go and release that yourself through light. And people can do this through consciousness. That's part of the cellular detoxification. I know you realize this, but it's interesting because people don't need to drag everybody else in it's okay in a sense if that's if it's something you wanted to do and it's willing you're willing to participate. But really, in a situation like that where anybody's been wronged by anyone or anything, it's a solo thing. It's it's private between you and Source and your Creator and your higher self. And you go in and you sift it out and you work it out and you let go and you recycle and you breathe in light. You're bringing the multiversal Son of Master that you are and integrated in. And I guarantee you, you will feel the energetic shift. Guaranteed. Oh, that's just my yeah, absolutely. And and you yeah. know when <clears throat> when these situations come up. And, and smack us in the face. It's 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 sometimes not so much you know. It, lots of times it, it happens with interaction with another person, and so mm-hmm. so many times you know people say, well, we need to talk. Well, you know, really you don't. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's it. Well, you you also need to talk with yourself. Why has this triggered this in me? What am I holding on to that this is a trigger of any sort? And Right. It's more of a, a, a communication with yourself than it is the other person. Because, mm-hmm. again, it, it's your journey in this lifetime, not that other person's. And if it doesn't right. work for you with them, then it doesn't work. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't want to change another person. You know, you have to honor who they are. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I it's, agree. It's, it's, it's kind of a matter of recognizing that, it's your own personal journey. It's fine to share it with other people, but but you know if, if there is an issue, why does it strike that chord in you? What inside of you, from this life or other lifetimes, does this bring up a need for you to get angry and have a fight? Because there's no point. Who was mm-hmm. it? Was it Chief Joseph that said, "I will fight no more forever"? Mm, yeah, I think I like it, that. I, th- I, th- I think it, I think it was him. Chief Ju- yeah, I'm like pretty sure it was. It makes great sense. Well, it's true it's because it's like... perpetual. It's, yeah, it's perpetual arguing. I mean, who wants that? Who wants that negative rifting? You know. Yeah, I mean, if if something in me is saying something's not wrong, first you have to check it. What's what's inside of you that is yelling and screaming? Mm-hmm. And and sometimes it's it's a trigger from your past that, that is waving a red flag that doesn't belong to the person you're fighting with. Right. And, I you agree. know, fighting, yeah, I, I'm at a point in time in my life where fighting doesn't, it, it doesn't make any sense. I, it's a waste of time. No. I never liked it. You know, I can, I can do a healthy debate with people. I'm very fierce. 
But I can honestly tell you, I, I never liked it to begin with. That's why I've always channeled my energy through martial arts or being an athlete or even my writing because I really don't like that whole thing. I break the arrow and walk away. The problem I've always had is that people come after me. <laughs> they hunt me down for <laughs> warfare. You know, they want to fight me. And I'm like, all right, you know, you're asking for it. And then I armor up and I go after it. But I really don't choose to do that. That's not my path. And, and I'm more about spiritual enlightenment than anything else. But, yeah, people do like to argue. And I think that's, that's also if they can't get your attention on a positive scale, they'll get it on a negative scale. That's the only way they can get your attention. Another thing that you mentioned that I think is very interesting is this whole idea about sharing the experience and sharing your reality with somebody else. And I see this an awful lot on Facebook where constantly people are needing some kind of support system like a, a lifeline where they're constantly sharing pictures and their identity and whatever they need to share with other people, like that's their lifeline. And to me, that, to me, excuse me, I don't think they should be doing that, quite honestly, because it's a journey that should be very private. And in a world where everything has become no privacy, open, open everywhere, um, you're being kind of bled through to everybody else's reality. So I think we have to be careful of that, very watchful of how we're sharing our personal experiences with the virtual field. That's just my two cents again. But Well, I think that's a good point, and I think, Sometimes when people are doing that, they want to get they want people to confirm that something in their life is good because they're not mm-hmm. sure it's good. So you right. know, um, and and you know, and again, that's that's something you have to go within and figure out why you don't have a good self image or whatever, and um, and work on it there instead of putting it out there for. I mean, it's so dangerous. You can put out a picture mm-hmm. of yourself that you think is great, and people can say, "Oh my God, you know, what did you do to your hair?" And da 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 da. And, and suddenly <laughs> you're you're sitting in the floor in tears because people have tried to help you get better when you thought you were perfect to start with. So, you know, no, it it, it doesn't it, it it isn't a happy, healthy thing to do. You know what's really interesting too, and I, I see that the, all the, with all the time people spend on the internet, and I'm I'm guilty of being on the internet a lot. I work on the internet a lot. But I have to say, it would be much better for them to do affirmations, to pray. If you feel like you want to spend two hours on Facebook, uh, take that time to do some self, self-image work and consciousness. And so far, just meditate, affirmations, clearings, run, work out. Do something productive versus being on Facebook. That's just my two cents again. But to me, it seems like that's the energy. The intent that they're putting into this machine world is really the intent they want to put in their own reality, in their own residence, without their computers on, quite honestly. Oh, yeah. No, totally agree. I think... One of one of the things that I tell everybody that I that I try to hammer home on them, I don't do a great deal of. You know, I have to admit I've had more success lately than than in the past. But be creative, do something for the sheer joy of creation, whether it's writing or painting or sewing or taking an engine apart and putting it back together or gardening or whatever. But have something of a creative nature in every day of your life. I, it's it's really funny. I. You know, I do the radio shows, and so in order to do the radio shows, I have to read books, which I love. I mean, that's that's you know that that's juicy stuff for me. But then I realize mm-hmm. that 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 I have always preached, and and preaches the word, uh, creativity, having some form of creative endeavor within your life. And I realized that I hadn't been writing for the website as much as I should have been, and I pulled out. Mm-hmm. I have. Two sections on on the um, on the website. One is um, questions that I've been asked, and the other is um, spiritual four one one. And I have like eighty titles of things to go up on one, and a hundred um, 
a hundred questions to answer. And, and it's been, okay, come on, I tell people to do something every day. And, and I haven't been doing it as much or as in-depth as I really should have. So I've got this stuff right here on my desktop, and every day I, I, I work on each of those different areas, something on each of those different areas, so that I am creatively putting something out there. If no one reads it, that doesn't matter. The reality is it is my spiritual exercise. And, Correct. And, I agree. You know, so that so that you know you don't have to publish a book. If you want to, mm-hmm. fine, go for it. But but publishing a book is usually for the author. And, and yeah, I do you it know, for if me. Other, yeah, I, but <laughs> well, yeah, but it, it's of such great benefit to everybody else. It's amazing. I hope so. But yeah. oh gosh, yeah. I mean, it has to be. It has to. And I have another one coming out. You know. No. Thank you. When. I, I what, do. I'm going to be wrapping is, it up. I can't give you the title yet, but it's going to be out in about three or four months. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to shoot before my birthday in April, but yeah. So it's going to be about uh, extraterrestrial intelligence and our ancestors and DNA and celestial heritage. So it should be very fascinating for the reader, and I'm excited to to launch that book. So I'll let you know when it when it goes live. Give you absolutely. But yeah, yeah. I, I I eat up all your stuff. I love it, especially. This one's going to be galactic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> this one's going to be really galactic, and, and it's a it's a reminder of a lot of things. But it's definitely taking it up fast forward into where we need to be. So I feel like that's that's a good one to to put into um, physical a physical manifestation. So, and I have a guest well, you, by the way. I want to go ahead. Oh yeah, who? I was going to say I, I just interviewed Renee Colson not too long ago about music of the plants, and I don't know if you're familiar with the music of the plants yet, but I think you would completely resonate with it. Are you familiar with that at all? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you Renee's information about the music of the plants. Is this little device that comes from Italy that she um, and it's a little box. She sent me one as a gift, and you put this little attachment onto the plant leaf, and then you put the uh, this other like kind of like a stick into the into the soil, and it has this music that it plays and interpolates the the energetic signature of the plant singing to you, and it creates this music of the plants through their life force. Oh, how cool! Yes, well, you know I'll send I'm you some, some information. I think you would oh, really yeah. love it. And I know you'd love Renee. She's, she does Partnership for Planetary Healing. She's working with the plants right now. And she's, she's introducing this to people to tune them into states of consciousness insofar as understanding everything is alive, everything has consciousness, everything is an extension of, of the multiverse, and, and perhaps people will become more attuned and even more awakened in the process. You know, you're talking about how do we get in touch? How do we awaken? Well, part of that is empathy, right? Understanding empathically how energy feels. Well, how does the cosmos feel to your energetic signature? How does source feel? How does your relationship to the creator feel? I know, I know from my own personal experience, it's bliss. When I'm completely immersed oh, yeah. to the creator for lighter, it's so peaceful. I'm in heaven beyond heaven. I love that feeling. I don't want to be ever, I don't want to be removed from that state of consciousness. And, and that's what I think people have lost along the way whether it's through programming, through television, whatever it is, you know, the straight, the craziness of the strife of the politics, whatever's going on, I think all of it's a contributing factor. But that's it, you know. And so anyways, the music of the plants, I'll send you information on this, but I, I know Renee would just love to be on your show, and I think you would just adore her um, because she's definitely uh-huh. one of us kind of beings, you know. She's that light being. Yeah, have, you, um, have you... Uh, <clears throat> have you... Have um, you... Um, um, had Craig Sim Webb on your show yet? You know, I haven't, so we're going to do <laughs> we're going to guess I'll swap here. you. I'll swap you. <laughs> okay. He was, he was wonderful. 
Okay, oh, yeah, really good. You know, Mark's been really uh, good. I don't know where he is. He's probably hiding out in the background. But tell Mark I said hello because he's always been very oh, helpful about my my guests scheduling guests for me. Thank you. Oh yeah, I, I think he's he's hiding out in the uh, chat room actually. Um, okay. Well, hi, Mark. He's he's, <laughs> he's been great. Mm-hmm. I, I've been working with him for I don't know five six months now, and um, you know we we've been you know getting shows together, and he's just. He's amazing. I, he's got us booked into September, and and excellent. You know, without blinking, and uh, he has he has such great ideas constantly. It's uh, it's it's just it's amazing, and I it's it was a blessing that he was available, and I said, "Come on board." <laughs> yeah, so and you're I, such an awesome host. I've said this before. I love your show, and I love being on your show. It's so enlightening. It's so peaceful. You're such a beautiful spirit, and you're so intelligent. It's a, it's really enjoyable, and that's one of the reasons I love being on your show, and I love having you on mine. So. Yeah, I well, mean hey, that you, too. Yeah. I love the show. Well, yeah. thank you. I I do too. Um, but it, you know, I get to talk to so many amazing people like you. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's it's hard to find somebody, you know, in the neighborhood that you can sit and really spew spiritual stuff with so that that mm-hmm. that you know I've connected with you I mean freedom slips you know at least you know I connected there um mm-hmm. so it's it's been you know it's been this has been such an amazing adventure you I want to jump back a little bit cuz you mentioned everything has energy and everything has a spirit and everything has an energetic that it that it that it vibrates um mm-hmm. and and so um I I you know I'm involved with stone chambers and stone everything. You know, if it, if, mm-hmm. it, if it's a stone, I have an affinity for it. But you know, there is not. There's no way to carbon date stones. There's no way to. But they. There has to be a way to measure the antiquity of a stone edifice somehow. Aside. Aside from. I mean, I can step in one and I can get a feeling for a time frame. But that's just my energetic blending with that energy. And it's not documentary. You know, you can't document it. You can't scientifically say, oh, yeah, she's off by three years or anything like that. It's impossible to, to, to scientifically date stones. And yet the, the stone structures and everything uh, are, as far as I can see, the most ancient um, memories of the past that the planet has now. Mm-hmm. So right. and the crystals, yeah, there, absolutely. Well, yeah, crystals too, yeah. So, is there a way of of pulling energy, you know, pulling energy from it? Because you know, um, like the Great Pyramid, you know, at first it was a tomb, and and then it wasn't a tomb, and then it was a battery, and then it was a this, and and you know, they go on and on and on about what it may have been for, but there's nothing that really says, yes, this is what I was for. This was why I was put mm-hmm. here. Is, is there right. any way for the that you know? I am. Go ahead. Yeah, and you are yeah, a record where... keeper. We all are. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're a record keeper. I know I am. I know there are a lot of us here who are, like Bill Brown. Um, so when we access that cellular memory, cellular design within our own network, which is connected into the multiversal network, I believe we're getting information from what, more than the philatokashic. That's just my own take. So what's interesting is it's about your exchange and consciousness with, and it's not an inanimate object at all. It's a, it's a living intelligence, an imprinted intelligence of some kind that you're interfacing with, even if you put your hand on it and get an osmosis download effect 
I believe that's how we access our data insofar as information goes. And for a lot of us, we we have we don't even have to be there. We can remotely access or or create the intent to be there, and we get the download of information like you were doing with your groups with Bill, which were phenomenal, by the way, and I really enjoyed when you were doing those groups. Uh, I can tell you that, that's, to me, is, is the best way to, to measure what's going on, but it's not everybody because some people say, oh, I get this energetic, and it feels like this, and it feels like that. Well, there's a difference between those who are just kind of playing with the energy and those who actually go in with a gnosis and say, wait a minute, this, 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 and this. And it's almost like a, a decoding of a map. And that's what I'm seeing with a particular group of beings here. So, so in my opinion, that's, that's how we operate and that's how we can work. Uh, but that also puts us on the radar for, for being interfered with or possibly tracked. But nonetheless, that's, that's part of it. Well, I don't yeah. know if that answered your question well, or not. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, yes, it does because um, – well, yeah, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up again. That um, the remote viewing. I have a whole a, okay. a whole bunch of other sites, and um, I'm gonna go. So let me know. <laughs> I will let you know. I I have the name of everybody that was in the group to begin with, um, and and actually um, all of those are I think um, no the meditations aren't. Oh yeah, they no, I I, I was. I don't have them up on on YouTube, but they are certainly um, accessible on on my website, the remote viewing of of the pyramids. Um, I found it extremely, extremely powerful. I mean, I I will admit they were short meditations, but the cool part was I took everybody out of body to do it. So Mm -hmm. So that it was, you had a freer, consciousness to experience and to go into and experience what we were what we were doing and you know i don't i, I don't believe that stones are, are are solid nothings because for the most part we're working with with granite and granite has has quartz in it and quartz is where 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 history is stored so mm-hmm. conductors of energy yeah so you know to me I get a feeling for stuff, and and you know, especially with stone chambers, I believe there was a race of of people here that that goes back in antiquity, and and it isn't, it can't be cubbyholed into Adena or Woodland or Hopewell or Mississippian or whatever, but but the stone chambers in New England are not like the passage tombs in in Europe. They're different, mm-hmm. and and I believe it was a different culture, and I believe some of them are portals to another dimension. Mm-hmm. I agree with you on that, that one, still, too. Yeah, there are many layers, are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so, you know, you, you kind of look at a lot of these um, edifices, and you, you kind of want to say, okay, let's take the Bible out of it, let's take history books out of it, Let's just go by what we get from. Let's talk to the to the stones instead of listening to what historians and archaeologists and astro um, physicists and everybody, uh, you know, the the archaeo astrology people and all of them. Let's let's just wipe the slate clean and and what do you get? And and you know, for me, when I'm when I'm doing something like that, I'm getting. First of all, I'm getting love. Then I'm getting peace and harmony. Then I'm getting a culture that's no longer on this planet, but once was. Mm-hmm. And so I do believe that there is, there are several. Probably, I think the Anastasia are, are another um, 
I think they stepped into another dimension altogether. Mm-hmm. Right. They say, and it has a lot to do with their level of consciousness, their ability to, to rearrange their biomolecular field to accommodate another dimensional field, which, of course, is about phase shifting, teleportation, excuse me, teleportation uh-huh. and also traversing the galactic highway. And this is what I mean by we take our bodies with us. We're able to, if we really were fine-tuned to the Ascended Master, um, complete, full light harmonic, we could literally navigate without a ship. And I think that's the whole... That's the whole theory, not even a theory, but literally um, what they were capable of doing before mankind showed up on the timeline here with a lot of density. So, so I see that insofar as the capabilities go, and I mean, perhaps that's what you're talking about with how did, where did they go, you know, what happened to them. Um, I think that it was very, very esoteric on a lot of different levels with a lot of ancient civilizations. I, I believe that they're evolving elsewhere, not physically dead, but literally were, found the ability and capability to traverse and go away and, and ascend out of here. That's just my own take, too, but, you know. Well, I, I you know, anyway. this, this planet is not going to go anywhere until everybody has got to that place, and then then the planet becomes a spaceship. So, you know, it's 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 sort of like I, I I look around and and you see some people that are so it's almost like they glow, and and I haven't seen this you know until just recently that that people there are people out there that are beginning to see that there's another way and mm-hmm. it's amazing to see but but you know they're few and far between but there are so many other people that are really ready to do the work and you know uh it it's it, it is work it is deprogramming mm-hmm. it is reprogramming it is opening yourself up to the potential of of um you know Jesus said in the bible this and more things will you do um I, I mean, it, it it takes you away from the programming of of childhood, and 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 lets you to use whatever foundations they gave you to step on to move to another level. And you don't negate it. You don't tr- you know trash it. You just say, okay, I'm going to go beyond it. And mm-hmm. you know, thank right. you for the stepping stone. Yeah. I agree. And the one thing I do notice is that I always said, you know, when in deep water, become a diver is my motto. Seriously, I don't believe in limitation. And, and even if I take a few hits in my process of evolution, I still ascend. And even with the technology I've been through and I calibrated to, I was like, the first thing that came out of my mouth was, I can handle this. I can do this. I can navigate this. It wasn't about being afraid. It's always about being able to, to finally um, get, get to the next level of consciousness and find a way to um, calibrate to the next level. So I think people should understand that it may not feel comfortable sometimes when you're detoxifying, when you're releasing, mm-hmm. when you have cellular trauma. It may be very uncomfortable. You might go through um, some severe detoxification, you know, what they call a healing crisis to some. But at the same time, the next level of it is, is more light integration, higher consciousness, more release, and the next evolution of who you really are as a multidimensional being. So uh, I think people should keep progressing. And even if it feels a little uncomfortable at first, keep doing it and keep going there because it will not feel uncomfortable. It's like exercising, you know, if it, you get sore when you work out and you never worked out before and then eventually your body calibrates. It's the same thing. We're calibrating to a new state of consciousness, to multidimensional light waves. We're also being interfered with technologically so we get to learn a lesson how to navigate through technological warfare programs, which I learned. I was on the 101 fast track on that one, I guess. Uh, but, but you can. Uh-huh. I mean, so we, we've learned all kinds of things and we keep progressing and growing. And I think that when we're here as mirrors to each other and to remind each other that this is what's going on, that's when we can maintain ourselves and still ascend. But when people get lost, and I think that's why they seek you out, 
you know, they're lost. They need to know what's going on. How do I get my tools? Where do I go for my tools? And you are that beacon that can assist them and show them how to get their tools, which is awesome because they need that right now. They do. So. Well, it's it's sort of like I I truly you know I help anybody that asks for help. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm not. I, I, there are a few people that I felt were crazy, and I said no. See a therapist first. But but for the most part. Um, you know, I'm willing to work with whoever is willing to work, but but they have to do the work. And if I'm working harder than they are, then there's something wrong. And mm-hmm. um, I have learned. Yeah, you can't be their lifeline. Over, yeah. Yeah, no, I've so. learned over time. There is a time when you say, you know, um, I need to take a break, and we'll pick it up. You know, when I feel ready to pick it up, and then and then then of course I don't pick it up. But. Um, mm-hmm. There there have been times when I've had groups and then the group suddenly decided, you know, it became too diverse for me. And it wasn't that they weren't good people. It's just that there were too many different levels that were being worked on. And, and right. my, my, my reason for being on the planet is growing myself, helping others certainly if I can, but but not exclusively that. So I had to make room for for me time. And, mm-hmm. you know, the shows are, the shows are what... what gives me the me time that is this so great and and I get to talk to so many fabulous people. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. That's the good thing about being a host, no doubt. Oh absolutely. And it's uh, you learn so much and you know you kind of put put it all stack it up together and then then it then there are moments when you suddenly say with within yourself, ooh Look at that! It it makes a difference in my own reality, in my own energetic field, and and it's it's just amazing. I mean, whether it's working with animals uh, and you know going into alpha and sending and receiving messages from animals, to doing it with plants, to paying attention to you know what message songs are giving you. I mean, it opens you up to a more vibrant reality, and the more you mm-hmm. participate in it, the more vibrant it gets. And right, really and just so think about cool. all the people, too. It is cool. And the thing is, you know, we, we tend to be immune to our audience sometimes when we're hosts and we're interviewing, but I can tell you that it does touch so many people's lives. Uh, I'm sure that you've had people reach out to you and really appreciated what you do and how, who you're interviewing. And with myself, I've had people, I, sometimes you, know, you never know who's listening, but there are people out there who really do get it, and then all of a sudden they start to grow and evolve, or something happens where they become higher, higher in their own design and consciousness and they share that energy with somebody else. So it is a chain reaction. And it is an osmosis effect, and that's the one thing I do like, and that's probably the one reason, after all these years, I'm still doing radio, because sometimes I just want to walk away, and, and I'm still around, so for various reasons. <laughs> but it is part of that. Well, you know, you are teaching as you interview, too, and that's another thing. Well, and learning. I mean, I, there mm-hmm. is not um, – I, I always learn something from every reading I give. I always learn something from every interview I do. And you know it's it's an amazing experience that 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 learning can be so much fun, and um, mm-hmm. you know I I have it, it's really funny even you know remember I did that deck of cards um, now I love that deck of cards <laughs> now I can I can flatter you again and tell you that it's my favorite deck of cards I love it and I encourage everybody to get the mandala deck is that what you call it the mandala deck or uh, cosmic deck okay well you know it's so the, beautiful. You, you got it at the right time. Um, mm-hmm. It originally sold for twenty nine dollars, um, and it it was published for twenty years. Now it's no longer published, and now it is in 
huge demand. <laughs> and the cheapest deck that I have seen is like a hundred dollars. Oh, nice! On, <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's, you. it's really. And somebody said, "Are you going to republish?" And I said, "No, I." Well, the publisher said he would republish it for me um, for six dollars a deck, but I had to order three thousand decks. I don't have that kind of money, so Can't you, turn you, know, it, you know, you know, yeah, it's it's really it's amazing, and I. I got a, I I get people who send me things, you know, emails and stuff like that. And I got an email not long ago from a man who found it in a bookstore at Pikes Peak. And he was so touched by it, he said it changed his life. And now he he buys the decks and he gives them to people that he feels are spiritually evolving. And that, you Very know, nice. that it will help them. And he's a famous musician. I won't mention his name because I don't want to embarrass him. But and and I want to make sure he stays he stays a fan. Um, but but when I read up on him, I, I sat back and I said, "Oh my God, he's really famous!" And he wrote me a fan letter. That is so cool. That's very nice. So yeah, yes. Every now and then something like that happens, and it's like, okay, this is cool. This is really really neat. But but it is. It's. Um, doing the radio shows and putting stuff up up on YouTube and putting the message out there as best you can is is a confirmation of what you have inside of you, whether it's an interview, whether it's a, a lecture that you've given or whatever. You put your philosophy out there, and it whoever it touches, whoever is drawn to it and gets something from it, you know, it's, you know I've, my, my job here is done. So it's, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's an exciting it's an exciting thing for me. I know you're going to continue your uh, Las Vegas show, right? Oh yeah, hyperspace in case you are still still live and well. Yep, we're still doing that one. I'm scheduled with the actually you're going to be on my radio show too coming up. But yeah, definitely that one won't April. be going away anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited well, to have you on there. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I mm-hmm. I think that that. People like you that that have this kind of information to share, it's important. And and you have the ability to put such vibrancy into the information you put out there that people are drawn to it and you know they 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 tuck it away, they use it as they can. But but you 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 put a message out there, and I hope that's what I do too. That that mm-hmm. that there is so much more to this life. And you don't need to pay for it. You can make it happen yourself. And it's it's up to you exactly. to, you know, we do create a reality from our perception of it. So that, you know, what we see, what we think is what we get. So mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and So keep your reality okay. clear, as I say, you know, and that's the bottom line. And, of course, it's like I have to do it, too. You know, I, I've been contaminated in the past with all sorts of warfare programs, so it is about really doing a check and, and uh, shadowing your behavior and, and stepping up to a higher frequency band and not getting sucked into to the lower dense you know polariz- polarization of people and their garbage because everybody is they're spiking up and arguing they're they're getting uh, fragmented to some degree a lot of people not everybody but quite a few yeah i just uh who was it it was that it was that guy in Calif- that man in california who was beaten it started i can't rodney king he kept was it he that said why can't we just get along? And there were riots going right. on all over, all over yeah, around him. Just, I mean, 
You know, people it's, don't it's, back it up until somebody dies, unfortunately, or they're bleeding, and that's just not okay. And this is why I said, you know, somebody's going to get hurt when they keep escalating and escalating. It starts with sticks and stones. It starts with insults and verbiage and stalking, and then it goes to the next level, and it just gets out of control. And that's why I say put, it, put the brakes on it before it gets to that level, before people start getting hurt and then they're saying, like, they're sorry. Because there is sorry after people are dead is not okay. I mean, you really have to just back it up beforehand. So I don't have to give a lecture. I know you know the drill, but you know what I mean. It is frustrating when you see this type of a, a craziness. And we're, it's all global. I mean, we're seeing all the global stuff that's going on right now with politics, so. Yeah, and, but but it's, you know, the politics are one thing. You know, they're playing a game on their own level, but the the, the common folk um, have total control over themselves, and they can they can change what's going on in the world by who they elect, among other things. And mm-hmm. But it just, you know, it's kind of like there were people in the concentration camps that, that – that kept their peace, that kept their joy, that kept their souls alive. And and if people in that kind of situation can survive, then then, you know, come on. If they can do it in, in the conditions that we're surrounded by that, that can't be anywhere near as harsh as that, anywhere in anywhere a, a million miles, it, it's not that harsh. So that so that taking a look at yourself and taking a look at where you you are within yourself is really, really important. I, I have a friend who says I have very poor self-image, so you know I don't deserve you know this and I don't deserve that. And it's like, well, if you think that, then that's exactly what's going to happen, you know. And and, mm-hmm. exactly. and 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 you know they come back at you. Well, I tried thinking that I was better than than all of that for an hour, and nothing happened. So I must really be worthless. <laughs> and it's like. It's like, okay, come on. <laughs> you have to believe it. You have to send it out there. You have to um, you have to live it to become it. And, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's a matter of, of embracing it totally within yourself, and then it radiates, and then it manifests within your life. You can't, you know, it's, it's like people who meditate for 15 minutes and think that's all they need to do. Holy mackerel! You know that's, mm-hmm. that's that's a good that's a good start, but it 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 does take a teeny bit more than that to to get to get the engine running. And then once it's running, you have to make sure you don't get off track. And right. it's like a it's like it's a it's like a really good it's like a good diet. You know, you can be mm-hmm. on the, on the diet for six days and then see chocolate cake, and you know, off track you go. And that's that's <laughs> the way enlightenment is. You know. <laughs> It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, okay, but it's it's important to just recognize that you've gone off track just a little bit. Let's get back on track and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's 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 not quite like AA, but but it's sort of like AA. You know, it's one day at yeah, a time. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. it it's repetition. It's lifestyle. It's it's uh, positive entrainment, however you want to call it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, not quite as bad as that. It's it's not what was that organization that that did you know when you said um, said to somebody how are you and they said I'm doing better and better every day and you know they were really obnoxious people um, mm-hmm. blissfully blissful but obnoxious um, you don't have to be obnoxious about this this is all internal stuff and and when mm-hmm. you get it right internally then it begins to to externalize it's it's you know you don't 
you can't live it if you're you can't you can't manifest with it if if it isn't totally integrated in interiorly to you and that means not judging and that means trying not to tell people what they should do with their lives even if they ask you and you know it's it's so many things um mm-hmm. we tend to get off track because you know well i'm a, i'm a healer so i have to heal everybody and then then you're not healing yourself mm-hmm. and, and right it, it starts with the self it's okay to to share the wealth but get your 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 own act straight too i mean you don't go to someone who doesn't have a good relationship and ask ask about relationship advice. You know, that's just mm-hmm. foolish. Um, I agree. Yeah. You know, AA does have it right there. They have people who have survived the program and are are, are living the program, and then they help other people. And it's the same with spirituality. You don't give advice on mm-hmm. something you haven't experienced, and Lord knows you've exactly. been through the. The ringer. So, um. and thank you because I see a lot of I see a lot of fake fake people out there doing a lot of things that they're not qualified to do. I don't call them on it, but I see that often. And everything that I say I can do, I've actually done. So it's not uh-huh. me just saying, "Oh well, my gosh, you have such an extensive background." Well, yeah, because I've done all of that. I wouldn't put it on there if I haven't. But a lot of people haven't, and I find that interesting more and more. But this, and I don't want to get into that, you know. Spin, but but it is interesting to see a lot of people out there who literally don't have the qualifications but are doing whatever they're doing. But it, and then it's like ducks in the kitchen. I mean, there's this they make a mess. You know, was it duck soup? Do you remember that children's book where there are all these ducks in the kitchen making a big old mess? But it reminds me of that because they don't know what they're doing and they can do more damage than good. And that and that's the problem. So, well, that's you know, it, you're you're absolutely right. I, I mean, I I wrote someplace sometime, and I'm not sure exactly where. Oh, I remember. I I. I was doing a church service and and I and I said during the service it is written that um a teacher who tries to teach a lesson they haven't experienced is teaching with empty words and people know it and will ignore them. And after after the service somebody said you said it it is written I said yes it is written. It, where I've never seen it written and I showed them the you know I showed them my text of the of the uh, ser- of the sermon I gave I said right here it is written and and this man said so you wrote it and I said yes it is written <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said that doesn't count and I said well what would constitute counting and he said well it has to be written somewhere important and I said are you saying that my sermon was not important they said no 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 and I said then it is written and I meant it, you know. It, it's mm-hmm. it's like someone trying to talk about raising children who had none. You can, right. I can. You can give it. You can give intellectual philosophy and textbook stuff, but unless you've actually been through it, you can't advise mm-hmm. somebody on. It. And exactly. and you can't. And and um, if you're going to ask anybody about a relationship then find the person with the happiest relationship out there to talk to because they they know how to make it work. Right, exactly. Um, I, I know when, um, you know, and, and I, I've always made it a practice of if I haven't the experience of a situation, I will say so. And, and there, have been, there had been times where someone had lost a spouse and all I could say was I can't imagine what you're feeling. But but it has to be awful and it has to be empty and 
that when, when Patrick was dying, he looked at me at one point and said, well, now you can speak from experience about people who have lost their spouse. And I said, I didn't need to get that experience this way. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. But um, it's true. Somebody comes to me who's, who's, whose spouse has passed away. I can say, I know what you're feeling, and it, and it will get better. And, you know, and they know. And, mm-hmm. and the words have a different resonance when you actually have had the experience. And I can't explain exactly how it happens, but if you are trying to be an expert in a field you're not qualified to be an expert in, people can tell. And you won't be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've and, seen that before. It, I mean, and you know, it, it, if you're teaching some sort of workshop, you know, just you, you can retitle it, you know, teaching the philosophy of this, but not teaching the actual of it because you haven't done it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just a, that's why your book for me, Transmission Through Ascension, Soul of the Sun, rang so <laughs> true. Right. I'm sorry, I know I. I belabor it, but I really, truly love the book. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I love that book, too. Like I said, it's very dear to my heart. And, uh, yeah, no, I've done some really good workshops with that book as a format in the past, and it's been very productive. So I yeah, encourage so, everybody so to read it. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad to hear that. Like I said, you have you have the green light with me. You know that. Not oh, many no, people I get bl- that, Barbara. So you are very, very <laughs> – you're, you're on the top of the – the totem. <laughs> no, yeah. I bought the book. I handed it out, and I said, "Look, I'm not going to mm-hmm. tell you this is my work. It's not at Solaris's, but she has such validity. Pay attention to it. She's been there, oh. done it, and survived." So, yeah, yeah you. no, it's 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 Still amazing. Here. Yeah, no, I I I am I'm really excited. You're doing another book, though. That's really cool. Well, thank you. I'm wrapping it up. I'm I'm excited. I can't give away the title or anything. I don't want anybody taking it. I'm really protective of it right now. Uh, but it will mm-hmm. be as soon as it goes live. I'll be the first one to let you know, and oh, yeah. you'll be the first one to know. Yeah, let Mark know too. But yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a good book. So, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a good thing to put yourself out there, to put your information out there. To I mean, you know, at least we're not scrolling on papyrus and hoping, you know, some some Roman army doesn't come and burn your whole library down or something. I mean, it's it's. It's we're getting things out there on the internet. We're getting things out there so that um, people can tune into and get the information. You know, a decade or two decades or three decades from now, and I think that's mm-hmm. important. It's it's. I, I would love to write a book, but I haven't the faintest idea what I'd write about. So, um, oh, I know what you. You know what? You just sit there and do what you do with your automatic writing and your remote viewing and put down a piece of paper and a pen, and I guarantee you something's going to come out, and you're going to be writing in no time. Oh, well, I'm sure yeah. something will come out. Um, I know. That's what you're probably supposed to write, though. That's my point. Is if I were you, Barbara, I would seriously think about writing a book when you feel like it. I bet you do a great think, job. I'd like to read it. I think what, what, what I may do at some point in time, you know, in another 10 or 20 years, is um, publish my website. Hmm because there's a ton of information there. And um That's a great idea. You know, and, and and that way it's it's a little bit here, a little bit there. But um yeah, I you know, spiritual enlightenment, um ascension, it's all very very important and you know, they're words. 
and and basically it to me it's opening up to the spirit within and mm-hmm. and connecting connecting my physical reality with my with my spirit and kind mm-hmm. of saying and and um I made an analogy not not a while back a while back where there is that that bridge between consciousness and higher consciousness that that everybody's seeking and and there seems to be a wall and for the longest time we've been knocking on the wall and not getting anywhere and at this point in time not only are we knocking on the wall to get in but spirit is knocking on the other side to kind of connect so it feels like mm-hmm. there is a it, it is a time where spirit and and physicality are going to be merging to a better higher degree so that all of the wisdom that is that's been carried through time all of the cosmic insights that are there all of the um interstellar stuff all of the all of the uh connections with extraterrestrials i mean there's there's so much information that we carry within us that that i mean let's face it we all have even we all even have um, alien DNA within us. I mean, our DNA mm-hmm. is not just of this planet. It, it, there's cosmic stuff there. So, that, so mm-hmm. that there is a, a family out there, a connection out there, and all of us have, have, you know, kind of reached for it and thought about it and then wondered, uh-oh, what if the ship lands and it wants to take me home? Do I go? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um Frankly, in a heartbeat, I'd go. But um, oh yeah, I'm definitely ready to live off planet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the guy that wants to civilize that wants to populate Mars? Do you think that, that there's any chance that that's going to happen? Uh, I think that he's going to be in for a surprise. I'm sure it's occupied. I'm sure there are many life forms there that are just dying to meet him. So that's my take on it. Anyway, I, I'd like to I'd like to basically donate my services to some some department, but I. I don't think that they're uh, they're hiring in that illusion. Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking volunteers. I was surprised right. when they when they said that the Chinese had landed on the dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, there was never any more information or anything af- after that. I haven't really been searching for it, to be honest with you. But but it seems to me that isn't it the dark side of the moon where all of the space stations are? Well, technically, they're supposed to have some some facilities over there. In my opinion, I don't think that any of the information or the, the imagery we've been seeing is accurate, but that's just my take. It's just like NASA, everything becomes sanitized to some degree. So you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but but there's definitely, in my opinion, once again, it's occupied. There, there's life forms there. There's other things there besides uh, what they have there currently. And also, when you look at the moon itself, um, it seems like they did a le- the demolition not too long ago. I don't know how many years ago it was. But it seemed like they were doing more demolition to try to destroy ancient artifacts or or things that might um, be noticeable. I, be, I feel like they've been doing that over the years. The Black Science Department, Black Space Programs. I feel like they've been doing that. Just my own take on it. But it would be interesting to see what kind of artifacts were left over there, insofar as what's really there. But did you did you catch the eclipse the other night? Uh, that's about a week ago or so. Yes. The moon. Did you look at yeah, it outside? I mean, did you get to look at? Okay. Yeah, because I did too, and I have to tell you, it was beautiful, and I couldn't take my, my eyes off of it. I had my binoculars on it, but I was telling a friend of mine, uh, I, did you see the blue hue around the top when it was when it was eclipsing? I did. I did. Yeah. I thought that was just did my eyes. Was... No, and I saw that, and I thought, well, that's interesting. It was, does that kind of remind you of anything? Because it really resonated with me at the celestial cellular level. I'm just curious if it meant anything to you, because um, to me it was like there was something about it. 
I I I got I had the feeling that the whole the whole moon was radiating that color. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that that it was energetically giving off something that that we didn't normally see, but I didn't know what it was. Well, I agree with you on that one. I totally agree. I felt because I've been around blood moons before, and this, they've never felt very good to me energetically speaking. But this one to me. There was something really special about it, and I also said that you know that's not a that's not a blood moon, that's a blue moon. Yes, you know, it's, it's the, the transmission, the frequency, the celestial energies that were showing and shining uh, on upon that moon and that lunar what I call the lunar area was uh, just phenomenal. So I'm glad you saw it and noticed it too, because some people didn't. So I'm curious how many people huh. out there actually noticed that blue. Yeah. Well, what was yeah, what was fascinating to me was it looked like <clears throat> you know how how sometimes at night if you live by um, a big city, and you're not really mm-hmm. by it. Um, there is that mm-hmm. that element of um, the lights kind of lighting up the sky. And my mm-hmm. feeling was that there must. It, it was almost like there were there were uh, floodlights of some sort on the other side of the moon that were were being picked up as it radiated. You know, it was kind of like there was mm-hmm. a right. great deal of activity there. Right, uh, I get that too. And almost like uh, what I call celestial energies, but definitely it, it felt like, I don't want to say a mirror or glass, but crystalline. It felt very crystalline to me, too. Um, uh-huh. Something something very, very um, off-world, but also very familiar to me, like it was a part of my home, and that was very interesting. I don't know why, but I felt like I was very, very connected to that frequency, that color, that signature of that color. It wasn't just the color itself. It was something else happening behind it. So that was that was to me was very, very interesting and very charging, by the way. I don't know how many people felt the energetic, but... It was extremely powerful. Yeah, I'm wondering if, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are many different species and things like that that are, that are represented out there in space. But, but it, it felt to me as though it was something new so that, mm-hmm. so that you know, um, someone else has bought a piece of land or something. <laughs> um, Gosh, well. It just... It, it, it's it felt like um it, it's really funny because the more i looked at it the more i i felt like okay this feels like something from the, from from way deep in space this feels as something that that um is seeking something here on earth this felt it felt like a whole new level of spiritual essence i guess is what it was mm-hmm. right yeah so i so, get that too um, no i agree with you and it felt like so, it, to me. Like I said, it, go ahead. Well, that's probably where your spirit comes from. You know, I mean, well, and, and you know, it, it's like that line from, um, oh, uh, the the, um, the science fiction one with, um, who's me, what's this? Um, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Um, oh, Close Encounters, yeah. Yeah. At, so at I recognize that tune in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised I have no ear for anything, but but to me, mm-hmm. uh, there was one line there when when they were putting a spacesuit on him and sending him onto the spaceship, and people were arguing, and somebody turned to them and said, "He has to go. He was invited." And I yeah. get the feeling that that people who are invited, people who are of a level of hearing. Have a, that have a frequency that is available to them. I don't know. I don't know how you want to define it, but when I saw the the, the UFO when I was in college, 
afterwards, I, I was it, it was I was in the, the the girls' dorm, and afterwards, there were people who were literally screaming and crying and terrified and he- hiding under their beds. There were people who were just looking at it and going, "Whoa, look at that!" There were people that that didn't see a thing, and it's kind of mm. like it's kind of like are you ready to see this? If you're not ready to see it, you're not going to see it. Right. And, and so I, I'm wondering if, if what it is is, you know, that old saying, with eyes to see and ears to hear? Mm-hmm. And it may have to do with, with spiritual frequency as well. Yep, you know, very true. When, when, you're, when you're at a level that you're ready to... Um, absorb or understand or not be terrified by or however you want to put it. I mean, I don't, the the spiritual, I mean, when you stop to think about it, spirits are just, spirits, plain old spirits are, are just, they're just energy. They can't do anything to you. They can't, you know, touch you. They can't smell you. They can't, you know, they need to incarnate within a physical body in order to manifest within a reality. So Mm -hmm. that, so that, you know, spirits out there that are kind of waiting to come in, so to speak, um, haven't, they have no physical form, ergo, they, they have no, no quote unquote power. So, um, they're in another realm. They're in another dimension. And uh, you know they come into the you know the 3D world, and um, they have form. They're, they're able to communicate. They're able to learn. They're able to grow. They're able to gather wisdom, share wisdom. But mm-hmm. but out there in the ether, they are energetic bodies looking for another way to to learn, to grow, to expand. And right. you know my philosophy. At least, at least for now, um, is that that we go lifetime to lifetime, um, you know, growing and and expanding our wisdom and knowledge to the point where we get to a point where we become that we 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 get to a point where we have assimilated enough so that we become a source of creation and we create our own universe and cosmos to scatter seeds, to start life, to start evolution all over again. Mm-hmm. That we are, that that's where home is for us. Home is when we become the creator of all. And, and, yep. and, and you know, to me, it's, it's, it's simple. That's why the universe is expanding, because mm-hmm. spirits are getting to the place where they cast out seeds, create life, and create a solar system all of their own. And I don't think there's mm-hmm. ever a war of the universes or anything like that. I think it's just a matter of consciousness expanding and becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Right, exactly. It's the stream of consciousness for sure. No, I agree. It's a fascinating world. You know, my new book coming up, I'm going to be talking a little about space-time configurations and uh, and, and going into the levels of, of what's going on on that insofar as where we're located here and what's happening here. Uh-huh. So it's going to be pretty in-depth. And I think people will appreciate that. Um, so just a heads up, I don't want to give too much away, but I... I will say one thing: we're way off course. <laughs> we're way, we're way <laughs> off. Um, so I'll, I'll fill you in. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I'll, I'll talk well, more about it when the book goes live. 
you know, we are on the edge of the universe, so to speak, really. We're not exactly in the center of it. Yeah, we're, we're definitely, um, things have changed drastically. Another thing I was going to mention to you, and I might have touched on this uh, before when, you, when I've been on your show or you've been on mine, but I keep talking about the skies and how um, they've changed so much. And so far as I live at a pretty high elevation, and I tell you, it, the skies are never going to be the same again because when I look at them, every time I see the sky, it's like a different piece of scenery. It's not, it's not normal. Um, it's uh-huh. like the dome is collapsed. It just doesn't look right. I'm not talking flat earth. I'm just saying everything is a distortion. And at my el- elevation here, I can see that. So I don't know if anybody else has noticed this or not, but pay attention to oh. that. And half the time people are saturated with chemtrails and geoengineering, so they may not even see anything. Well, I, a lot of the um, indigenous peoples, I, I, you know, I don't want to call them Indians. I want to call them Native Americans. I don't, I don't, I, you know, it's it's kind of like, there are, have been so many labels put on them that I don't know to this day what is appropriate, and I apologize if I have insulted anybody, but the elders have said that the sky is wobbling. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. No, it's definitely so, changed. We're off, yeah, we've yeah. definitely changed. And it's not just magnetic <laughs> north, too. It's not just magnetic north. It's everything, so just a heads up. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm excited to talk about my new book, and I will talk about it. But I just don't want to give too much out right now until it's actually out there in print. But that's no, that's okay. Because I hit on so many oh, things. Yeah. I had like this eureka moment, Barbara. It was really interesting where I just started seeing all these unraveled information. And, and I have so much now that I'm putting and compiling that it's like, it's mind-blowing. But it's accurate. I know it's, I know it's accurate. And it's just, uh, it's just blown me away. So anyways, we'll, we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> I'm inviting myself <laughs> back on your show, see? <laughs> all of this, all of this, you know. My new book, my new book. It, it. I, you had better let me know so I can get you on and immediately. You know, it will really, be all, um, probably. <laughs> and I know you book in advance like I do, so I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a heads up. I'll give Mark a heads up for sure. Okay, good, good because, um, yeah, I you, you bring through such a such pure insight. It's it's just phenomenal, and you know, for for well, us here. The Wow. You know what's funny, and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but what I'm seeing is that I'm seeing it from the opposite end of the multiverse. That's how I see things here. So it's kind of like I'm I'm looking back at the different lens, looking at what's going on here, and I'm seeing it the configurations on a different on a whole different dimensional field. But it's also on the opposite spectrum. So that's how I've been seeing stuff. That sounds pretty well, bizarre. Well, well, yeah, well, no, it doesn't sound that bizarre, really. And you know, when you when you think about. Um, a million miles to midnight. That was um, that was fascinating book, but it was it oh, was from a different perspective, and, and you had to pick up what was going on before it, before it made sense. Now it, it didn't take a long time to do it, but it really is a great book. Oh, thank you. And that's also that's that's where I've been. I mean, that's the interface. And that's why I'm trying to tell people ahead of time where I've been with the technology is kind of like the future to some degree insofar as what's going on and also what happened to me as an aspect of me as an avatar of me. Because when you get interfaced with technology, a whole different aspect of you goes into the machine world and lives in that uh-huh. virtual field. So it's, it becomes very, very different and very complex. But 
you know, it's pretty simplified to some degree, but it also talks about what's really here. You know, you were touching on it also, that this world is a machine world. It really is deep down. I mean, it's, it's an intelligent design. It speaks an intelligent language with other machine worlds and other universes and star systems, just like we do. And that's the beauty, beauty of our bridging through consciousness. We are able to communicate through consciousness to other, other types of species, other symbiotic uh, machine world type beings, any, anything out there we can communicate with. We don't really need the quote-unquote telepathy that they have, but we understand through consciousness. And then we interpolate the data stream, and that's what you can do. I know you do this yourself. You interpolate the data stream of information through your own divinity, and you interpolate with the words and the information, whereas some people will get the, the different types of telepathy. You know, I've been around the synthetic and everything else, but, but the best interpolation is who we are as multiversal beings interpolating the celestial embodiments because that's how we understand the truth versus somebody in a communication system connected to a government agency trying to tell you how to define information. That just doesn't work. And that's what I had to go no. through. I had to break through the barriers of them because I knew they were trying to just, you know, they were trying to run interference against what I already knew. And I'm like, no, you guys can't do that. Well, I think what terrifies me is that that, um, children today especially are relying upon, you know, cell phones and computers and everything else, and and they are missing the richness of life. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's frightening to me. And not only that, but I really think it's affecting their brains. It's, It's they're turning off. They're not. They're not thinking anymore. They're just. They're just. You know, learning by rote, spitting it back out, getting their grades, and getting on with life. They're not being taught to think. There. There. There's no more of the schools of Aristotle or, or Socrates or, or uh, Da Vinci. There's. There's no more thinking. There's no more analytical work going on there. There's no more teaching somebody to question and to reach and to stretch and to find a truth unto themselves. There's no more of that mm-hmm. with children, and that's horrifying. And as an ex-school teacher, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, what a waste of, our cho- uh, of the children's brains that the, mm-hmm. they're not being allowed to stretch as far as they can go. They should be, you know, I'm, you know, Montessori was good and stuff like that, but, but I think there has to be, um, there has to be, a way of teaching children so that they they can be guided to to learn to think for themselves to solve their own problems their mm-hmm. own ways to touch into their higher consciousness to to receive messages from there that will inspire them as to the directions they should take their lives so they can be the most prosperous both financially and emotionally and spiritually i mean th- those elements are there and and when i see my grandchildren i mean they're lovely, lovely kids. I, I, I think the world of them, they're both very intelligent, but they're being programmed, mm-hmm. they're, and, and, right. and that horrifies me. And it horrifies me because you can't survive in this reality without being programmed, and you can't evolve spiritually if you're so programmed that, that you know, it's not letting you, you know, it's not letting the spirit speak. I agree, yes. It's independent thought is really the threat, in my opinion, and we're seeing less and less of that these days, you know, less creativity, like you were talking about, and more entrainment programming, which, of course, connects into the artificial intelligence, transhumanism, and unfortunately, like I said, I love technology, and I think it has its place, even with interfacing, but at the same time, it's nothing that we don't normally do through the cosmos, because we are symbiotic ascended machines, naturally, and that we're able to uh-huh. interface with our own body technology, through um, to other species and life forms. So this is nothing new. These guys have just hijacked the signature and have recreated their own design and, and template for artificial intelligence. But what I have seen and what I've talked about, and, and you know 
that I put this out insofar as my books is, is literally warning people ahead of time that this is what they're up to, uh, the misuse of technology and how they want to entrain everybody so that you're not thinking as a free spirit anymore, that your consciousness isn't able to, to pierce the veil of who you really are. And I find this to be such a disservice. So we really do have to pay attention to these things that are going on here on the timeline, especially what you're seeing out in China right now, some of the entrainment programs they're doing with surveilling. It started off with surveilling in me too in the interface. And then I went up to the next level of a lot of other stuff with remote viewing. So I can tell you that, yeah, the, the end game wouldn't be so so good for those of us who are wanting our evolution and expansion in singularity, you know, sing, singular consciousness merged with source. Well, they want a hive collective embraced with artificial intelligence race systems connected to their entrainment program. And, and you have to ask who they are. Well, these people aren't connected to source. They're not connected to the cosmos, or at least they don't want to be. And, and that's a problem, right? And, you know, we don't want to be derailed, do we? We want to be up and, and advanced in consciousness and going through the galactic highways without being interfered with. And I, I find that this is going to be a problem. But once again, we're dealing with it here. So if we deal with it here, then we can affect all multiple timelines and multiverses and, and negate some of these constructs. And that's what I'm seeing anyway, and I'm hoping that's the case. Oh, I'm hoping too, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, it's it's so obviously there. And when you see what's going on and, and you know, school teacher looking at what's being taught and what's not being taught, look at our history. Look at what of our history is not being taught, and and that takes a great richness out of, out of who we are and who we have become. Um, but even go back further, where did we come from? I mean, mm-hmm. that's a whole other ball of wax. So, well, but and that's what they don't want you to know. And that's the funny part is because once we activate all those beautiful celestial gifts, well, we don't need them. There's no need for a religion. There's no need for a corporation. There's no need for a government. There's no need for their schools. What do we need them for? So. Think about that. Yeah, I know you have. But. Oh yeah, and and mm-hmm. it, it just it, it's you know we have ahead of us an amazing pathway, and certainly mm-hmm. a great many of of the popu- a great deal of the population today is going to get to that place where they have that aha moment where they make that connection and then and then you know magic happens. Um, and for those that it doesn't happen for it will at some point in time it you know evolution is wonderful you know we do come back we do we do um come back to the earth plane if it's if it's important to be here or we go on to another plane of existence so nothing is you know you you can't it's not that people make a mistake it's that they choose to take longer at one place than another mm-hmm. so right. you know you, you you can't say to somebody well you're failing because nobody fails. I mean, this is an eternal journey that takes us to a place where we need to be, and and you can everyone takes as as long as they need to at each particular stopping point. It's not like um, it's not like you you don't you can't fail in evolution. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take you to get there. Right. Yeah, it's like the Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. You know. <laughs> <It's only> it. <laughs> It always does. Spirit finds a way. Consciousness finds a way. Always. It cross-bridges. It does what it does because its whole process is ascension and evolution. Mm-hmm. That's my take anyway. So. No, it's a great take. I, I think that mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that, that people are, are getting over the thought of, of we need a spaceship to fly anywhere because, you know, mm-hmm. when I think of the money that has been spent on those on those spaceships and the reality oh, yeah. is that... that they are never going to be the Star Trek spaceships. I mean, I know there are spaceships out there. I know there's there's the Solar Warden going on out there. I know that they're there, 
but what we're playing with here on this planet is such a waste of time and money. I don't understand why we're doing it. Yeah, look at Elon Musk, too, and I know he's really proud of himself, but I have to say, man, he's going in reverse. So even if he thinks he's advancing, and I have nothing against him. But once again, you're looking at all this money, like you're saying, they're going through the traditional old school way of doing things, and man, they better stop that big time. That is a waste, as you were saying. Um, but they know this with the black science departments and the black space programs, and you know these guys know. Believe me, they know. And they know those of us who are capable of doing it through consciousness, too. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what, what, what I have, you know, what I keep looking for and not seeing any material on is what's going on at the South Pole. I mean, oh, yeah, there's got to be a... Yeah. yeah there was a, an interview just uh, recently. Linda Moulton-Hall put out a really good video with, uh, I guess, one of these whistleblowers. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I'll send you the link. I just observed it yesterday. It was really interesting. Did you read it or did you see it at all? Or no? no. Okay, I'll send you the link to it because I found it very interesting. Uh, some of the things that he was talking about was um, a structure, basically structure beneath that he located. Uh, with, with yeah. it, basically, it was just self-lit. Basically, the walls were all lit. The floor was lit. No, no official lighting was in there in the rooms at all. So it was coming up from below. And also, he mentioned something about a lime green wall and some, and some glyphs that were not Mayan and they were not Egyptian which I found interesting also. Now, I don't know how much you've remote viewed that area. I have looked at that area myself, and I know that there's a jump point there, and that's not what I saw, but I've seen other things. Um, and I've seen, like, windows between worlds and, and a black... Um, it's like you can walk from one part of the galactic highway to the next without taking a, a ship, so to speak. Mm. That's what I see. I did. So I um, think when we did, re- when we did remote viewing, we went into one of the pyramids in Antarctica. I don't know if you did that one, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, there, there. Um, it's on the website. If you go to the remote viewing, it's the Antarctic one mm-hmm. is there. Um, but as I recall, it was like jump points. <laughs> Very to other realities. Yeah. Um, there you go. Well, you're right. That's exactly. I can confirm that too. Then, because that's what I get, and I've seen it. And what's interesting, I don't know if mm-hmm. you picked up, but they've mentioned the lime green. Now, I don't know if that resonates with you or not. I'll send you the video. I'll send you and Mark the video, and you can check it out and tell me if any of that rings true to your spirit. Uh, because I, I feel like, um, you know, obviously there are so many different types of structures underneath there, but I think that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that at all. It's much bigger than that. So, uh-huh. Yeah, very, but, very but check, out the re- check out the remote viewing, because I know we went into a pyramid in Antarctica, and, and it was, um, I you know, to me it was the experience of doing the remote viewing to all the different places, and there are a whole bunch more I want to go into. Um, mm-hmm. It 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 basically takes us back in time or to another time. I don't know if it's another dimension or another time, but, but it is definitely another, um, another time where, where there, there is a different utilization of the things that we, we are interpreting inappropriately for now. I mean, like mm-hmm. the Great Pyramids, like, um, you know, there's so much that, that we, have, we have intellectually tried to put our perception of what it must have been. And the reality is mm-hmm. I think we're totally wrong. Um, yeah, you can't put your own impressions in there, and I don't. I mean, I just let the energetics roll. But I can tell you, uh-huh. um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I don't know if I, I don't think I was with your group. I would have remembered that for sure. I would have remembered that. But another well, thing they mentioned at that um, with that particular Antarctica thing was that there was a, supposedly some kind of an extraterrestrial intelligence there, and it looked like a human. It was humanoid, but not humanoid. In other words, it was our ancestor 
but appeared as, as one of us, and, but no hair. So that was another thing that they were describing as well. Now, I don't know if you saw that when you were doing any remote viewing or if you remember anything, but I'll send you the link. I'm going to post it right here in your Skype. And you can send it over. I'll send it to Mike, Mike, Mark, before you slip over here too. <laughs> it's a Mike yeah, family in my background. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. He's he's usually around. He's um, he's he's very faithful at, at being here and and. Uh, um, yeah, okay. So, you. but you'll check it out when you feel um, you know when you're bored some night. Just go ahead. It's only like forty minutes, but she does a good job. And you can take the whistleblowers with a grain of salt, obviously, but you know and I know because we're, we're, we're way beyond a lot of these guys with their so-called clearances. I mean, I'm sorry, but we are. And I say that with no uh-huh. arrogance. Oh, cool. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I yeah. did not do that with you all. I don't know where I was, but I know I didn't do that particular viewing. So interesting. Yeah, that was, I'm looking that forward was, to seeing uh, what the comparisons are. If you, um, That would be very interesting. Yeah, yeah actually... I Actually, um, <laughs> I haven't checked, but there are um, there are a lot of comments on it that I hadn't seen before. So very nice. Um, yeah, no, oh, I thought it was I a great pick, group. You know, you did a fabulous job. Go ahead. No, I I want to pick it up. I want to get going on that again, and um, I want to go into some of the, um, the the big underground passages that are in in different parts of the country and. I do want to, we did do the moon, I don't know if we did Mars, but we did the moon and um, did a lot of different places. So, yeah, I'm going to continue that. I'm going to put, a, you know, maybe eight or ten more of them up there. And uh, I, I still it's have the, the group, and, and I will put them out there, and I'll put them up so that anybody who wants to can do the meditation and, and just, you know, see what they get from it. No, that was... That was mm-hmm. um, a blog that I really enjoyed doing, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely keep it up. But you know, it's kind of like okay, you know, we've got so many shows going on now that it's it's really it's it's a joy. It's an absolute joy mm-hmm. to do them, and he's he's a great person to work with. So um, I'm having a lot of fun with that, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's just just it's sort of like okay, you know, it's it's like. Every now and then a tsunami of spiritual energy comes over me, and I, um, I did those lectures, those 20 lectures on, on spiritual development a long time ago, uh, a mm-hmm. while back, and I thought, you know what, I, I really should put them up on YouTube, and so I um, cleaned them all up, and I put them all in a package, and so there are 20, 20 lectures on all, all aspects of spirituality that are up there on um on the YouTube channel as well that are kind of fun. Oh, very and, nice. and all of all of my lecture notes from them are on my website of people and they're in many cases like a hundred pages of notes that I gathered together. So um mm-hmm. but there there are some things that I, you know, haven't gone into that that I will put up um in a separate way and I'm I, I'm gonna call it spiritually speaking. And nice. um I I will put you up put on Patreon. You know, Put it on what? You should set it up on Patreon. You put your videos what? up there, and people can support you on that. The Patreon accounts? You've heard of those, right? No, but but not this. I okay, don't need money from it. Well, you know, I know you don't need any money, but I think it's a courtesy. It'd be nice if people want to donate and appreciate what you're saying and, and the information you're providing. That's just me. But you know, if you want Patreon, I'll send what? you the information anyway. Okay. Yeah. I. I. You know. It's. It's. It's kind of like. 
I I want to get more into putting more emerald tablet stuff up there. I want to get putting mm. up stuff. I want to put some stuff up on the raw material. I want to put some stuff Excellent. up on, you know, so there, there's so much out there. I want to kind of um, do a little, and, and with the raw material, I swear to you, I can't, I've, I've been saying this for now, easy five years. Um, the raw material is really good, but can be confusing because it kind of jumps back and forth. It really is telling the story of, of the journey of the soul through time. And mm-hmm. what I want to do is is take it and put it in sequential order so people understand what's happening, you know. And it isn't starting out with Ra in in the Temple of Light and then going to Egypt. There's There's stuff that goes before that that you have to understand. And once you understand the sequential order, then it all makes a great deal more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, and and Dr. Durrell channeled that material over a hundred years ago, so it's time somebody channeled it in a different way. Right, um, and the part I like about that is is there wasn't the uh, satellite interference that there is now. So I look at the yeah. the old ancient people who used to do channeling and mediumship, and even Edgar Casey. I mean, you look back at them where they didn't have as much interference. I feel like that was much more of a pure, refined uh, database of information versus what's going on now. Mm-hmm. That's true, and and I have, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny you said interference. Um, I have a friend who is um, is is a terrific medium, and she's just been diagnosed with um, dementia or Alzheimer's, one or the other. Mm-hmm. And she was she was really, she said, you know, my my ego is going. I don't understand, and you know, my my memory is going. And I said, I said to her, you know, this is going to make you a much better medium. And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, the only thing that gets in the way of a medium is their ego getting in the way. And if your ego is gone, that means that you're going to be so much better at all of this than you were ever before. You should raise your prices. And, you know, she started to laugh and she said, well, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> she's been doing some writing and she said, it's really quite good. And I said, listen, if, if you can you know, keep yourself focused that's great. I, I said the ego gets in the way. We, the ego puts opinion into a lot of material, and if you can keep the ego at bay and just pour through, you know, pour forth the, the spiritual energy, I mean, you'll you'll be considered a prophet. One who doesn't know where mm-hmm. her keys are, but you'll be considered a prophet. Right, and you know, and, Alzheimer's also can can be created through technological fees interface. You probably knew this, and also oh, yeah. um, toxicity with metals. So not that she doesn't have Alzheimer's, but I would say I would double-check that and actually do a detox at the maybe on a metal metal level as far as metallics in her system because that can cause mm-hmm. it also. And just a heads up, I, I, anytime anybody gets a diagnosis of something, I've got to double-check it and triple-check it, and especially when it comes oh, yeah. to what's going on today. Yeah. By, I mean, D12, vitamin D12, for example, I mean, that can definitely help people who have uh, potential Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm. No, I, I will pass that on. But but she mm-hmm. was thrilled. She got off the phone and she she said to her husband, I, I could be a prophet. And he said, you could also be mm-hmm. a Looney Tune. And she said, nope, Barbara says I could be a prophet, so that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> and you know something, if, if, she, if she, well, you know, you, you get diagnosed like that and it and it is a shock and it is, 
you know, it does it does kind of um, stun you, but it depends on how you look at it. And mm-hmm. That's and true too. you know, I I said to her, you know, you keep your mind busy, and you won't lose it. So long as you're mm-hmm. using it, it, it can't get lost. And uh, I, I said, you know, what do doctors know? They they Nothing. are they are they are scientific. They don't know anything about spiritual work or anything. I said, you you do Reiki, you do meditation, you do all sorts of things. You know, don't don't let their words determine where you go. Agree. Take charge of your How own life. Can I ask? Is she, is sure. She um, she's she's in her sixties. Okay. Well, she's still pretty young. You know, if she's doing healing work, she could probably reset her holographic field and actually assist oh, yeah. in repairing her neural circuits. Yeah. So this well, is good. I mean, nothing is impossible, and I, I'm a firm believer in beyond miracles. I believe that everything is miracle oriented, especially when we're we're in that state of consciousness where we can do miraculous things. I mean, powerful, powerful work. So, you know, I, oh, I would absolutely. say, yeah. I think she well, can repair uh, you know. herself. Well. And then the the next time I talked to her, she said, you know, I know that I can heal this, but do I really want the ego back? If it's going to make Hmm. me better not having an ego, I said, well, get healthy and just don't have your ego back. You know, you have Mm -hmm. a choice. Usually leave your ego at the door anyway. When the higher self is done. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, yeah, no. when 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 I do any sort of work, I basically send my ego out to the movies or to lunch or to shopping without a credit card. Um, it's just kind of, I, 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 I literally say, go away for a while. I'm going to be busy talking to another part of me and mm-hmm. go watch TV or, or something else, you know. And right. for the most part, I can hear a door slam, and I know that, that I am now, you know, in a space where I can I can share, I can I can channel, I can do whatever I want. And it's it's really a... I know it sounds silly, but it does work. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, there's only one way. I mean, you've got to get all the busyness out of your out of your um, brainwave activity. Yeah, I think my only it. my only my only problem with this work is when I do a radio show or something like that. The cats love the energy, and I'm constantly, mm-hmm. you know, moving a cat off the keyboard or getting rid of a cat who's in front of me, or you know, it's it's. <laughs> um, That's my house. I have two cats, and they're always running around right when I do a live show, or my dog. He has, like clockwork, he'll come right next to me, lean on me, that he drinks next to his water bowl, which, of course, is very, very noisy. So uh-huh. I guess I should move the well, water bowl, but he definitely is just cute to come near me. So I think my, 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 most, my most proud moment of, of doing radio shows is one day when they brought a mouse in, a live mouse, and let it uh-huh. loose in the kitchen where I do the show and I am quietly trying to to sound professional and keep going with whatever it is I'm doing and everything and the cats are all over the place chasing this mouse. I am chasing after the mouse as well trying to catch it under a, a plastic container and I ended up doing the show, ending the show with my foot on the container so the mouse couldn't get out um, so that so that I, I, I realize that sounds silly, but they could have lifted it and let the mouse out. But, you know, here I have mm-hmm. my foot on this thing, holding the mouse because it's still alive, and I want to I make sure I can get it outside where, where it will probably freeze to death, but it will not be killed by my cats. You know, and it's, mm-hmm. I usually let them go and say, don't come back, they'll kill you. And, um, mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it, was the, it was the last 20 minutes of the show, and I just, I, I was 
drenched in sweat, trying to be articulate and calm and and trying to catch a mouse and you know the cat's going like crazy around me like whoa it's our toy get away from here it's alive i mean they weren't trying to kill it they were playing with it but um Mm -hmm. it was very disturbing to me (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh then of course when they did kill it they bring it over to you mom (laughs) oh yeah i have here's our toy I have one cat that has to wash everything, her toys, everything in the toilet. You know, she oh, just dear. soaks them and then brings them and drops them and says, see, it's clean. Um, and, and every now and then there's been a, a, a mouse or a chipmunk or something there. And it's like, you know, so you have, wow. to, you have to learn. But, but I think that, that having animals around you um, energizes you tremendously. It it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another level of, of it, it tells you if you're in the right place or not. Um, when people come yeah. to the house, I say, I, you know, I, I, I really pay attention to what the cats are doing. If the cats look at them and, you know, just hang out, then fine. If the cats are gone, then I know that there's something wrong with that person. And I, I, I literally jokingly say, but 100% mean it, you're being cat scanned. Mm-hmm. And they know if somebody's energy is not good and they will get out of the way immediately and um yep. so so um so it's it, it's really cool to have a, a dog or a cat around so that there's another another check on uh, gauge on your energetic field mhm i agree but, yeah but it, and and these it, guys work it, as a unit over here yeah no I, I you know personally my own belief is somebody who doesn't have a pet if they can have one, sometimes you know you just can't because of your living situation. But if they don't have a pet, there's there's something missing from their spirit. It doesn't make them bad mm-hmm. people. It just means that there's there's a level of of energetic there that that could make life even richer for them. But mm-hmm. you know, I agree. Stuff like that All do right. pop in from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, so so we're getting down to the end here. I really I got to tell you, this has been so delightful. I am so, so, so delighted that we were able to get this in. And we could sound, I might add. Yes. <laughs> and thank you for having me, Barbara. It's always a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Well, you want to give people your website and your radio show and stuff like that? Oh, sure. Yeah, my website's Night Shadow Anomaly Detectives. Books are on Amazon.com. And my radio show is Hyperspace at KCR Digital Radio Network each Friday, 12 midnight. 9 p.m. Pacific, and then I still have Raven Star Switching Hour on Saturdays at 12 midnight, 9 p.m. Pacific, and that would be on Revolution.radio. And thank you again. It's been awesome. I can't spit out words right now. (laughs) Well, it has been awesome. (laughs) And and also, do check her books out on Amazon.com, and the one you must buy if you really want to be informed is, you know, you don't have to buy it, but, but I swear by it, Transmutation Through Ascension, Soul of the Sun, and S-O-N, and One Million Miles Till Midnight, um, Between the Mirror and the Lens, and then the third book, I encourage you to get Mr. Sun and the Halloween Ball. Why, why have you never pushed that book? That is such a cool book. I do. It's seasonal, though. It's around Halloween or Samhain to the Witch Club. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, one of my favorites. It's a children's book. And I, I try, but I tend to forget. It was my downtime between writing between very hardcore books. So but I love it, too. And it was actually but on it, audio, but I, I have to redo that. Yeah. 
but it's such a sweet book. Ah, well, thank you. I mean, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I'd like okay, to see well, an animation, gonna... Barbara. <laughs> really? Who did yeah. Who did the illustrations? Uh, it was at Author House Books. Yeah, she did a good job. Ah, the gal over there. Great illustrations. Great illustrations. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're going to say good night and and thank you so much again. It's it's always a pleasure and a joy to have you on the show, and I so enjoy having you to to bounce things around with. And we're going to have to do it again soon. Oh, absolutely! Thank you, Barbara. Night, everybody. Thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs>